0: CES 2023 is in the books. What was cool? What got our attention? And does it all matter? Stay tuned and we'll tell you. Welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Keith Shaw. CES 2023, one of the world's largest technology trade shows, concluded over the weekend in Las Vegas. According to show organizers, more than 115,000 people attended the event, which is up significantly from the last two pandemic-related show years. Joining me to talk about this show is my old friend Matt Hamblin. He's a senior editor at Fierce Electronics, and they cover and he covers automotive technologies as well as uh, other kind of technologies. Matt, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me,
0: Matt. It's good to see you again. Uh, you used to be a, a, an editor here at Computer World as well, right?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Um, 21 years. Yeah, and so uh, you know, how many years have you been going to CES? Well, how, do you count I th- now? I
1: think I counted up 14. Yeah.
0: So it's it's kind of staggering,
1: but uh, yeah, very uh, quite a few changes this year, and especially the fact that we're back to the uh, in person. But they backed it up with a lot of online stuff, so that was kind of convenient.
0: And and did you go during the two pandemic years as well, or did you were you virtual for those two,
1: or like or I think they uh, canceled. I, I was virtual. It was it was ha- it was a, they came back last year. Um, okay. And then so my last one was twenty twenty, and that was like right before there was a global pandemic in March of twenty twenty.
0: So. Right now, they said that there was one hundred and fifteen thousand people this year. Did you get a sense that it was that it was more crowded than in the years before the pandemic cuz i think they had a high of 200,000 or something like that, right?
1: Yeah, 190 I think 190 was like 2019 maybe or yeah, this was less crowded. Uh this the big change for me was the West Hall of the uh Las Vegas Convention Center was open. It was open last year, but uh that made, you know, more space and the buses that came around the backside of that added to places where you could get on and off buses. I think I don't think the lines for the buses were nearly as long. And, you know, they had the monorail, and then they had the boring tunnel, Tesla boring tunnel. It was just a demo. But it, it let you go from one end of the convention center to the other, and that was kind of actually helpful. Interesting. Um, so there were a lot of uh, changes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, on the, now, did you have meetings on the floor or were you one of those guys that has to go around to different hotel rooms and do meetings there?
1: Uh, both. I did both. Um, I, I really just stuck with the West hall and I was really only there that one full day on Thursday. Okay. I did all the prior media days, uh, two days. So three days total, which was plenty. I mean, you know, I learned not to try to change venues in the middle of the day. That I learned that about ten years ago.
0: yeah that comes with experience is you start planning you do a lot more planning after you've you know been to the show a couple of years because the walking back and forth is that gets old really quick uh, let's talk about uh, some of the automotive technology that you saw at the show uh, the CES has always been about uh, autonomous vehicles and they would be demos set up for hey driving or riding a car without a driver and you know that's probably been going on for five to ten years now uh, obviously are you covering that but then are you covering other types of automotive uh, advances
1: yeah both I am and there was a I did a ride test with a, a car from Qualcomm they're, they're using Snapdragon as the brand for their ride platform I did that I could have done more than that but it you know you do have to go off-site to some of these to do those yeah it takes more time um, you know you don't drive them but um, you can see them. They're they're doing electric uh, and they're doing uh, a lot of autonomous capabilities. I mean, it turns out that Caterpillar has been doing uh, almost autonomous mining trucks for 10 years. Right. I mean, yeah, they were there. They, they, they don't have to go out on a highway where they're going to get cut off by a teenager or something. So it's a little different. But, the uh, you know, there were some innovations around that. I mean, I'm, I'm interested in automation and it's... The industrial part of it is fine but you know there were a lot of fascinating concept cars that'll be coming um I, i'm gonna write a longer piece on um the cellular view to x Um uh, you know it's might not really happen i mean some people don't think it will but boy call comes really pushing it hard so yeah
0: yeah well do you think the the concept cars that get shown at the show are trying to convince people that this is where Cars are going, or you know, the automotive industry. I know that with the autonomy and this whole idea of the self driving car, it's supposed to be about, well, you know, the the car experience, whether you're commuting or whether you're taking a longer trip, it'll become more like a hotel on wheels and you'll be able to watch a movie and you're going to be able to do some other types of things. Is that just to try to convince people of how cool it will be when this happens, or is it more of a since we don't need a steering wheel, let's just replace it with something else? Or are we going to see sort of hybrids coming up between, like it will have a steering wheel if you need to drive it, but then for the other things you won't?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I think uh, CES and maybe other shows, but especially them, they, they, the concept idea is, you know, as a reporter, you never know. Well, wait a minute, is this real? Is yeah. this happening in five years? I mean, I think that's your point and you don't know i mean uh i went to see for example let's take the one that got a lot of publicity which was the the bmw car the sort of companion car they showed it's really amazing technology they take e-ink and they put it on the skin of the car in like 200 different locations so that it can become an all-white car or a checkered black and white car or blue and you know with a racing stripe down the middle or and I met with the lady who invented it, and she was just a great interview. She talked about it. She said, yeah, this is not durable material. I mean, it, you know, it's they created the ink between two layers, and they plastered it on a car, and it looks very smooth. It's, It's, you know, it's not – they did a nice job. But, I mean, just that's one small piece of what they said with that car. And so you always go, well, yeah, is anybody going to really build it and use it? Right. And, and I mean, you know, that was, the, yeah. To, I mean, you, the
0: maybe you, you, well, the cynical side of me goes, well, yeah, that, that would be interesting, but then why would I need it? Or if I, if I, if I want it, and then it goes in the New England winter is, is, is snow and rain and dirt going to get all over it? Like that just doesn't seem practical to me. And then it, and there, then it dawns on me that for, this is a concept. Yeah.
1: And I think everybody's definition of a concept is different. I mean, um, uh, like there was a Dodge Charger concept and the lady wouldn't you, that was kind of hidden away and it looks a little bit like today's Charger but you know uh I couldn't even touch it I tapped it and she told me don't do that you know it's like I'm going okay it's going to collapse if I touch it so you know um uh, I think what what car makers are doing is they're saying yeah we can have a lot of things in these cars and you know it's going to be really a lot more cogitation before they get to a final thing uh you know like they can show you um that they're running uh chips inside that that allow you to network the inside of the vehicle or even talk to the cellular system that sort of thing I think uh it, it really is a show that try to th- tries to get people thinking I mean I think right and you also have to remember this is not really the consumer going to these shows these are they're design engineers and they walk around and they go, oh, that looks practical or that's cool. I mean, so if you're not at that level of, you know, if you're not at that creative level, it might not be a valuable thing for you. It's certainly not a gun show <laughs> or you pick it up and try it.
0: Right. And it's not like the auto shows either. I think the the big Detroit auto shows in a couple of weeks or, or next week or something. And then you start seeing just, it's just cars. So obviously, you have a, an audience that is interested in that. Cars in general at CES tend to be either in one hall or the other. And you've got so many other companies that are out there um, that, that it, it makes you wonder too. I want to ask about the robot the the autonomy uh, autonomy robot O T T O N O M Y uh, I've 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 heard of these guys they they were putting up mobile robots in airports and they were delivering food to a couple of different airports I know that Cincinnati and Pittsburgh uh, they are piloting programs there uh, they came out with a, one with a with a partnership with Yeti and I think Yeti's on my computer here on uh, the back. Uh, so they had a kind of a, a new concept as well in terms of unattended deliveries. And you, and you wrote about this on on your site, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, they do. And it it, it was a very interesting idea. The, the, the reason that company is so interesting is that they're a startup from just a couple of years ago, and they claim they've grown quite a fast rate. Uh, instead of two airports, they say they have 14. Okay, they're really small at this point, but... You know, a lot of big companies have pulled out of the delivery robots. I mean, it just isn't the main thing that they focus on. And he said, that's why we're successful. Is because that's all they they do. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is a, you know, this means they can take a robot that drives up to a porch and literally opens and something and slides out a package. So there, that's what they mean there, as opposed to, say, on a college campus where I live, you know, you can see these robots running all, Starfleet running all over the place, and kids have to go up and, uh, students, sorry, they have to go up and use <laughs> their phone to, uh, you know, to open it, right. and then, you know, verify that they're there. But this one is like, you know, just like the UPS guy. I mean, he, he comes to my door now, and, you know, he doesn't even ring the bell, and he just drops it. I mean, that's the sense, that's the sense that they have. I mean, I'm kind of following them because it's a fascinating example of how you know, how a startup works and, you know, they have all these really hardworking engineers and, um, you know, maybe they'll be bought by somebody and maybe they'll go somewhere, but they're, you know, they're trying to figure out the examples of where you can do it. I mean, you can't drive one of these on a public road, so that's kind of hard to, and or you have to get permission to do that. Right. So, right.
0: When you, when you walk around covering this types of mobility and, auto, and automotive type te- technology, Do you do you look at something at the show and go, wow, that's a really cool idea that I've never thought of that before? Or, you know, having been there for 17 years now, do you get jaded by it? Do you get like, oh, God, this again or anything like that?
1: Yeah. You you know, uh, you get jaded by trusting people saying it can really do this or that. And I you know, one of the hardest things is you don't know how much something costs. And you're going, like, well, if it's an astronomical price, it's not going anywhere in the market. And, yeah. And I mean, you're like, but I mean, I think you want to be a realist, but also you don't want to just put a, a damper on everything they're trying to do. I mean, this is like this is the, the tech world we're in. You know, I mean, if Apple didn't really have certain ideas, you know, what would they have come up with? Right. And right. Same, same with Facebook and metaverse. I mean, I, I, I'm always careful not to sort of put a kbosh on anything because. And I'm not an opinion writer. I'm a I'm a so-called objective reporter. So all
0: right, but all right. So just take the the objectivity hat off for a second, or not your real oh, hat, yeah. but the objectivity of hat. Um, it was really ahead of me. What was was there anything that you did it, you know, that you were excited about at, at CES
1: 2023? Well, I like the BMW concept car. Okay, I seriously, did. I think the I the big idea, and I'll just keep on that example. Um, I did like it uh, just because they're talking about the companion to a person and they're feeding into this one person, one car mentality that that the transit people in the world hate, which is that, you know, I got this really cool thing that the, reflects my personality and understands me. And so, so they're talking, you know, they kind of compared it to Herbie, you know, remember the little Volkswagen or the... Or, or, or the kit from Dark Knight. I mean, they use those examples, right? When you know, when I thought, I thought, okay, that's kind of silly. But what they're really after is is what BMW has been after, which is, you know, this is a really cool car. I remember in college, everybody wanted an old BMW, that you know, were still pretty expensive. But so that's that's the you know, they've really taken this marketing to the next level. Another really practical thing I saw was, for example, Deer had this exact shot. Uh, um a capability where they're now I mean it's unbelievable. They have this robot working. It's really not a robot, it's just a fixed object that, that goes at the bottom of a planter, which is a huge machine out in a field. Mm-hmm. And instead of every seed that's being planted in the spring getting a spray of fertilizer on top of it, it it would it would plant at a super fast rate, like 30 seeds a second or something that fast, really fast. 30, might, maybe I have that wrong, but then they would uh, they they timed it so they have a sensor and a robot that shoots just a little tiny amount of fertilizer on that exact seed. And they're saying that this reduces the fertilizer needed by 60%. I mean, you know, it's a brand new thing, whether it's used and bought and used is a different matter. But I mean, that's kind of incredible. And, you know, if, if you care about food production and fertilizing, and I mean, that's really serious stuff because, You know, and they're not the only ones. There's other people that are worried about the food supply.
0: Right, right. Yeah, there's all these projections about what the the food supply will need to be in 2050. Um, And it's pretty staggering. That's why you have to optimize a lot of your agriculture and your technology to do that. Um, All right, switching gears for just a second. um, The next topic I want to talk about is is more of an overall view of, of your opinion on CES. Does CES... Uh, still matter for those of us who enjoy technology, for those of us who cover the world of business tech. Uh, In in this day and age where you've got instant information and social media and all these other things and companies doing their own private uh, events like Apple or Microsoft, things like that, does CES, is it still relevant in today's world or is it uh, kind of a bygone era from like maybe, you know, the last 20 years ago when 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 that was really big in, in the 2000s and then 2010s.
1: No, I think it still matters. Uh, you know, I think the next few years will tell. I know the uh, events industry has just been wringing its hands for three years with pandemic. Um, they are going to, I mean, I work at a company that does events. Um, and you know the idea of using virtual to supplement in person is, I think, just really great. And I think that's going to be uh, uh, used widely going down the road. Uh, it was great in my example. Um, you know, so what you do when you write a story now is you go and you you meet the guy. And sometimes, like the the, the exact shot that the person standing there, a woman, was very instrumental in creating that machine, and so she really knows. It. And you and the woman that created the e-ink for the car. I mean, I she just for two minutes really talked to me about how hard it was to make that thing work. Yeah. So you don't get you don't get that very often from big companies because they're not going to go find their engineer and put them on the phone with you. It's going to be the marketing guy or the you know the CEO. Mm-hmm. So I think that's you know, and I think uh, the head of uh, CTA talked about this. You know, he said this is like the five cent experience. I mean. I don't, you know, I don't think that's a good description, but it's, it's like that sort of quick, uh, serendipity kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I almost got, and then, you know, they have really great conference sessions. Um, you can tune into stuff like that online all the time, but when you're in the audience and you're sort of, your reaction sort of matters, I mean, you and I love live theater. And I mean, I think that's, uh, kind of what's going on here is like, are we just, you know, we're not going to create a metaverse where we don't have those connections. I mean, even just the smells and and the humidity and all of that stuff, you know, just really changes your whole perspective. I mean, you are really there. And that's, you know, that's going to Yeah, there there are
0: there are pros and cons that I that I keep thinking about, like the, you know, the pros of like exactly you're exactly right, the the the, the uh, idea of being there in person and seeing something and either touching a product or seeing how it looks and seeing how it operates. You can't su- you can get most of that from video, but there is something to be said about maybe meeting the right people there, and and also getting a big picture uh, of overall. You can walk around on the floors and you can see where the crowds are, and when you see the crowds and what they're excited about, then you're like, okay, well, may- this is a, this is a topic area. The other thing I like about the show is because it's so big and expansive, it's not just a single product. Like you know, there were you know, there's robots in one section, there's drones in another section. You can go and do all the TV stuff. There's all the cars. So from a journalism perspective, it's hard Hard to get the overall view of the show unless you're there, um, or unless you're just reading tons and tons and tons of articles. Like even you know the, our, our colleagues over at PC World, most of their articles were all about you know PCs and new laptops and monitors and the gaming rigs and things like that. Um, whereas um, some of the robot sites were talking about the new lidars that are coming out for automotives and some of the new robots. There's this dual armed mobile robot that. Can do different tasks, and that's like pretty amazing considering what else is going on. So, um, but on the other hand, the expense and the hassle of traveling, and you know, going to Vegas and then and, and being in a sea of a hundred thousand plus people that weighs down on you as well. And especially if you then end up seeing something like the um, the bird feeder that has a camera on it, that, so that it takes a <laughs> picture of the bird that's eating your bird bird feed. And it's like, OK, I came all the way to see this and like the gadgety part of it, I used to be really excited about. But I think as I've gotten older, I, I, I get less excited about the, the, you know, the hyped gadget type stuff. And I want more practical things. Um, yeah. But that's, there, you know, so so what of... do I do from from a from a tech enthusiast standpoint?
1: Yeah, I love your insight. Um I, I, uh, the serendipity part of it is always amazing to me, I can set up all these meetings and talk, you know, the expert on lidar or whatever it is, which I did um but uh, I just was one example i'm walking through West Hall and there's a huge crowd in front of a huge booth. And it's the VinFast uh, CEO, this woman, she speaks almost perfect English, boy, she a good public speaker. And, you know, they shipped a thousand cars from Vietnam here to, uh, you know, electric vehicles. They look really good. And they had several of them on the floor there. This is a huge throng. You know, these are analysts type that want to see where this is going to go. Their second time in CES. I mean, you know, the US car companies must be just scared because <laughs> they're not, they're coming out with, you know, electric vehicles, uh, but, you know, are they working fast enough on the rest of it? I mean, so that's a kind of perception. It's just, a, you know, it's not a complete story, but yeah. it makes you really think about, wow, what's what's happening? You know, so I, I covered a lot of the battery stuff. I covered a lot of the, uh, you know, the, the uh, you know, the chemical chemical capabilities of batteries and you know, you know, people are talking about solid state a lot. Right. So there's a lot of things that, you know, we haven't gotten into and don't have time for, but that's, uh, you know, that, and you know, and I, I certainly heard AMD talking about all the chips that are going to go in the gaming devices and I'm going, well, you know, you bet, you kind of hope that AMD does stay up there on the front line, but, uh, you know, that just wasn't something that became a story for me.
0: Right. Right. Um, is CES still your favorite show to go to for, if you had to kind of rank them or, or do you have other shows that you prefer?
1: Yeah, lately. Uh, well, I always used to love mobile world Congress, but I was more of a wireless guy then. So that was the best show. And and you know what? It wasn't because of Barcelona, which is really great venue, but it was because of the size of it and because of the capability and the city of Barcelona just went out of its way to make sure it was a good event. Um, and you know, I'd say that I always have best memories of that. Um, and it was, you know, it was cold there in those days. It wasn't like it was going to the beach or something. Um, I, I can't really say. Uh, I CTIA shows from years ago were great, um, and I so I don't know if I'd know a better one. CES. A lot of people don't want to go to Vegas, and you know, it's just because Vegas is, you know, hard. I mean, it's right. difficult to get around. Right. But um that, you know, and, and other reasons, but, uh, and maybe expensive. What about, Auto, what about automotive
0: tech shows? Do they have a bunch of the, you know, are there a bunch of those that either you've gone to that you liked or is it, is it just a, a random uh, city? Well, and I used to you're... go to the
1: Chicago one all the time. I mean, I just would go. I, I'm not, uh, you know, this is, uh, I mean, I've been covering this for three years. It's not like I've been covering it forever. So that's why I don't know about all the shows. I, I would say that, you know, when you think about, uh, uh, all the newer, you know, uh, uh, got Fisker. I mean, I, I yeah. I, I mean, I interviewed the CEO of Fisker because you know, just because of a show that he did. They, yeah. So you know, he's. Uh, I mean, you know, you can tell uh, which companies have the strongest CEOs, or you know, the old line car companies, just like old line anything. I mean, they're you know, they're going to spread out the, the offerings of products that they have as wide as they can. And so maybe, you know, they're not the most innovative around uh, electric vehicles or or about like setting the price, you know, the thirty five thousand dollar electric vehicle. I mean, that's really kind of a vision still. Yeah. So, uh, and you know that. So, so yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem with people doing their own show like Apple always gets away with it. But, you know, that really does create. Um, uh, just a really concentrated message, and the and the people who cover Apple are, you know, they're top reporters. I mean, right. they're and they ask good questions and they know what's, you know, I mean, you know, you got a great M two <laughs> processor. I mean. You know that they know what that means yeah right? i i, like,
0: I guess what, what i'm what i'm wondering about is for our, sort of our, our biz tech audience the ones that really get into kind of the it and the technology side of things you know should they pay attention to the stuff that comes out of ces not because of any i mean it's probably because they're interested in it for themselves rather than you know any technology that might be coming into the office or into the workplace um so that's kind of why i was wondering about whether this still matters or if if people should just you know pay attention for the first couple of the weeks in January and then go back to their their other other jobs at that point.
1: Yeah, you know, I think CES is way beyond just being consumer. So that's yeah. that's why I went. I, I wouldn't have gone if it was just about consumer.
0: Right, and and obviously you know the computer companies are there and like I think Lenovo did a a, a dual screen laptop that looked interesting, so that if you were working at home, you could have sort of dual screens without having to get a separate monitor and hook that in. And I always thought that was interesting from a, uh, the new hybrid work kind of style that's coming out. So um, there well, is a, there's yeah, there's there's a lot of articles that are out there of, of really neat stuff. Depending on what you are interested in, so uh, I would suggest that if you are into a certain niche of technology, you look up you know your favorite kind of site to go look at, and if they sent someone to CES or wrote about CES, there's probably a ton of news announcements uh, from that show. That's that's yeah. the beauty a of, of a big show, and I hope it doesn't go away. I hope. That CES continues and that they that they get stronger again um, because it, there is still a place to get that that overall big picture view of, of where technology is headed. Um, Matt, any final thoughts uh, for from you about the show? Are you rested? Did you get the? Uh, did you see a lot of people wearing masks or did you get
1: the oh, the CES cough? Uh, not not very many masks. No, okay. I wore my mask almost ninety five percent of the time. So, you know, uh, this part of me you don't see. Um, I mean. <laughs> You know, it's uh, it's okay. Uh, uh, you know, because you know everybody's got different health things. I mean, everybody was respectful that I did, and I was respectful that they didn't. And and I, I think you know, except for the all of the raging numbers in China, I think people kind of feel like we're getting over it. But right. you know, you just don't know.
0: Yeah, I I was starting to sense that last year as well at some of the shows that I was attending. Uh, all right, it's always great to see you, Matt. Thanks again for yeah. for joining us. On the show today. All right. Yep. And that's all the time we've got for for today's show. Thanks for watching. Uh, Make sure you like and subscribe, and every week we'll bring you new technology, analysis, and opinion. Thanks again. I'm Keith Shaw. Bye.